And welcome to Grounded with Brandon and Craig. I just took off there on you, didn't I? You did. He was not expecting I was looking the intro at something. just like that. How are you? I'm good. How about yourself? I'm great. You know, we need to tell people on the uh, onset of this that this is not Monday. It is and not so Monday. You're listening to this on Monday, I know, but this is not Monday, but this is actually Thursday uh, before that, so it's a little bit different. So we're going to try to keep on time and try to keep, uh, you know, current and what's going on. So it's a little hard when you're recording four days earlier, though. It is. Today is October the 28th, Thursday. It is, and um, it's a beautiful morning on a Thursday. It so is. I know you're listening to this on Monday, but on Thursday, if you can remember, absolutely gorgeous. Right. right so we're, you know, we're going to talk about stuff that for us has already happened. So we really can't even give an update on like trunk or treat or anything like that. You no, have to wait and, till the next week for. And right now, all of that. the your team is one one in the World Series, and by the time they all hear this, it could. I don't know what's going to happen. Yeah. So we're we're going to have to keep that at bay. But I will tell you this. The first game that Atlanta took off on that first game oh, of the World man. Series was, I thought, okay, they they got this under their belt. And then last night, which is Wednesday night, they got shellacked. And, um, so I knew it was, I knew it was rough. This is, me, it was. Hopefully you have better settings as of Monday when everybody's listening to this. Pretty, pretty as a Braves fan, really confident going into Atlanta. And, and actually I told Christian this. My son and I were talking there a few days ago before the first game came on. So it was before. What would that have been? Tuesday. It was Tuesday sometime. And we were talking about it. And, and I said, you know what? I'll be happy if we head to Atlanta 1-1. Because you you, we go to Atlanta for three games. The Braves right. have yet to lose a game at home this postseason. So they're going to lose a game now because I said that. They said that last night. The, the Astros have lost every game that they – postseason game that they've played with the, the roof open. Until last night. Really? Yeah. It, it was only four, but, you know, it's kind of that announcer's curse thing. You know, when right. the announcers are like, oh, the Astros have lost. They, they probably don't want the roof open. They've right. lost every game. And I, I it's like, okay, well, Astros going to win right. tonight. The announcers, you know, announcers do. They, they do jinx things, I think. I mean, I don't really believe in that, but uh, it, it seems like that because um, I remember – this is you were like three, but I was I remember I was watching the 1988 World Series with the A's and the Dodgers, mm-hmm. and Dustin had just been born, so he's okay. about a month old, and it's late night, and they're playing in L.A., and so it's a late game, and um, so I'm up because Dustin couldn't sleep, but he finally fell asleep in my arms, and and I'm watching the A's and the Dodgers, and Kirk Gibson comes up to the plate, okay. and um, Dennis Eckersley, all time one of the all time great relievers, is on the mound. And when Kirk Gibson steps to the plate, they have Dennis Eckersley's face. He's kind of going into the, he's down on one, you know, like has his hand on his knee and it flashes at the bottom of the screen, has not allowed a home run all year. No, and no. And I literally no, sat no. there and I thought, oh, they just jinxed him. And Kirk Gibson sure had a walk off home run to win that game and yep. turned the, turned the tide for the Dodgers and they won the 88 World Series. So nice. that, uh, you know, I, I think they do jinx it for sure. I think this series, though, it's going to be one of those like series that goes back and forth. It very well may go to seven games. I know, right? I, I really think it might because both of these teams are going to feed off the night before, and the, the Braves are going to come back. I really believe they're going to come back in Atlanta on that first right. game um, tomorrow and just be ready to to go after them. But then when that happens, the Astros will be ready to retaliate. And oh yeah, so if I don't, I don't know, something crazy could happen. The Astros may sweep us in Atlanta. We may sweep them, or it may go seven games. It's hard to tell. But so do they play? To, they play tonight. This is Friday. No, they or th- play, Thursday. Sorry. Today's Thursday. So they, they play, play tomorrow. They, they play, play Friday tomorrow. night. So they'll play Friday night, Saturday night, Sunday night. So by everybody's listening to this podcast, the World Series could be over. Hopefully the Braves have won the World Series. Or the Astros. Hopefully the Braves have won the World Series. And Dusty will get it. Hopefully. No. They're like, so okay, I have, move I have, on from I have, uh, I have one word for I have, I have, I want to, I want to play word association, word association game with you. I'm going to say something. You tell me first thing comes into your mind. Okay. This could be dangerous. Jose Altuve. I can't answer that. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so we talked there uh, last week when when we were talking about, you know. His my, eyes started glazing, glazing right? over, his ears are red. <laughs> right. We talked last week about how, you know, I, I'm not a Bryce Harper fan. Anybody that's listened to the podcast has known he from the beginning. He says he's not a Gw- Bryce Harper fan. He, there's a lot in what he says, and then you can see it in his eyes. There's some love in his well, eyes Well, as this postseason has went on, like, Bryce Harper's working his way up toward Chipper Jones because last wow. series— it was, um, oh goodness! Now I can Cody Bellinger. 
I definitely oh, yeah. I don't like Cody, Cody Bellinger way more than Bryce Harper now. Like, and that goes back to a couple of years, you know, battling the the right, Dodgers right. In, in postseason for a few years, and and I just think he's a little cocky and arrogant. And every team has those guys, you know. Right. We talk about Jock Peterson; he's got a little bit of that, but his is a little mm-hmm. more classy. I mean, goodness, he's been wearing pearl a pearl necklace. I mean, how classy is that? I mean, right, right. I mean, well, the, but, you would look good in a pearl necklace. May- yeah, maybe. Pearl necklace and your Peter Pan outfit. There we go. That that would look great. <laughs> but yeah, Altuve now is is my is my guy that that is wearing me out this season. But I haven't liked him especially with the whole scandal that went on where they were cheating, you know, a few years ago in the postseason oh, absolutely. And, and all and, of that. And, yeah, and you know, Pete Rose got dinged because and banned from baseball for what he did. Right. Um, how's it, Jose Altuve, I, I believe, should be in banned should from be. baseball for life because should he should be banned. He should not be allowed in the Hall of Fame. Not, not that he no. would get there. You know, he, and, and it's unfortunate because I know those guys are always trying to, you know, find a way to, to win and find a way to, uh, to do things. But when you just all out cheat, cheat and also yeah. the manager for the uh, Boston Red Sox, um, mm-hmm. Um, his name is. He, he was in the middle. Yep. He, he's the. He was the head honcho of yep. all that. No way, man. Should that guy be managing? Right. Not at all in any Agreed. way, shape, or form. But um, hey, it's a different world. I mean, we have criminals mm. who are in the White House and the in the Senate. Go. We've got cheaters playing baseball. So it, it's like it's literally like Dodge City right now. Exactly. I, mean, I feel like that with what takes place today. I feel like that it's like Back to the Future 2 when uh, Biff steals the uh, time machine, goes back and resets it. I feel like we're living in an alternative, alternative reality, reality. Right now. I, I really do. I'm like, the things we see, I'm like, this cannot be possible. There's mm. no way, shape, or form. Mm. Yep. I love Back to the Future. I love them too. I've watched all three of them with my son. He he loves them. Again, the language. but Yeah, anyway. yeah. you don't realize that until you start watching. One of my favorite it. scenes in Back to the Future is when um, – um, Marty actually goes back to 1955 and he walks into town and, you know, the song pops on and he's looking at everything that looks so clean and serene Mr. and nice. And, Sandman. Uh huh. Bring me a dream. Yeah. There it, there it is. Mr. Sandman. You like that, don't you? I do. Can't you see him? Yeah, I can. He's walking down the street. He's about right there. He about got hit by a truck. You're right. yeah, that is one of my favorite movies of all, or favorite trilogies. That in Indiana Jones and oh so, yeah, those are those there. We are go. Really we good. we just went from baseball to Back to the Future. Back to the, what else can we do? I mean, this is a this is a Thursday. It's this is like a Thursday Monday. It is. Yeah, just blew everybody's mind. So right? I um I have since we talked last time, I, which I've was got, three days ago. Which was three days ago. Did we talk? Did I get my tights in? Had I I got my tights by then? <laughs> You know, I <laughs> really, I can't even, I can't even believe number one, we're actually talking about tights, you wearing tights, and we're actually recording this. So yeah, yeah, you showed me the picture of your tights. Those. Yeah. I, I gotta just tell you guys, this bro over across from me, they're not tights, they're yoga pants. They pretty much are. They're actually running pants to wear like He got under those shorts. from the women's section at Walmart. They're men's. Okay. Yeah. They, they don't really proudly claim that, but they are. Yeah. <laughs> I ordered them. But hey, unless you're, you know what? What? My daughter is being Tinkerbell, and she wanted me to be Peter Pan, and I would do anything Again. for her. Wasn't Marilyn Martin Peter Pan? Not in the original cartoon. Okay, okay. he was. Oh, we're a talking dude. cartoon. I'm talking real man. I'm talking the real. No, Peter Pan. Okay. I'm talking about like the legitimate Peter Pan. So anyway, if you're listening to this today, you actually saw Brandon last night That's in right. his tight retreat. So I would love to get your opinion of that and whatever. So. Yeah, I, yeah, I'm just sad I did see you're going to miss that. Tights. I'm going to be wow. sad you're going to miss that. Yeah, me too. Take a picture, would you? I will. I will. I'll send it to you. <laughs> so, did I show you a picture of my tights? <laughs> Seriously. <laughs> so, yeah, that's exciting. I'm looking forward to that. We have not – my family hasn't decorated a car in a few years just because we – we kind of stepped away from that so we could be with our kids and take them around and but we don't go anywhere right. else we don't go you know down to the houses or anything we just stay in the church area and right, do right. that and so it's always good so we thought you know what better way than to uh decorate the trunk of our car in a Peter Pan theme so we're going to have a Peter Pan theme trunk that'll be that'll be so. fun that'll be fun and especially you and tights flying across the top of the car and mm-hmm. i've got the, the pixie dust is ordered i'm hoping it gets here on time you're speechless. <laughs> totally. I yeah. mean, I knew you were a diva, but that's crazy. Right. <laughs> I am a diva. 
Now Speaking I know where my your, daughter your gets hair it. Looks really good today. Thanks. Mm-hmm. I got it cut yesterday. Looks really good. Whoever your yeah. barber is, tell him he's fabulous. He does a great job. I will let him know that. I walked in a little bit ago, and uh, Craig's sitting here, and he's looking at his phone, messing with his hair, and I'm like, "Hey, you realize they can't see you on the podcast?" Um, not true. Really? Okay. Well, you might well they see our little, little bitmojis, but like, he saw a little bit, I guess. Yeah. I guess you're right, a little bit. Our, our, <laughs> our bitmojis, but they always look good. Their hair is always good. They're always impeccable, yeah. They, the and their coffee mugs are, are always good. full. Always full, yeah. Yeah. And always hot. That's right. Um, yeah, he's right about that. He did walk in. What happened was is I uh, – the spiked up bangs, but I kept, kept feeling this one part on my forehead over here on the on the left side, and I, and I – was seeing if I if there was a hair that fell out of place. So yeah, you're right. I did yeah. that. So you're talking about me being a diva. Well, you know, yeah, it's something to aspire to. Exactly. Well, since we talked about coffee, I'm drinking Blackbeard's Delight today. Just broke into that bag this morning, so that's good. Well, that's, that sounds that's, really good. Um, and I'm actually um, doing Tim Hortons this morning, nice. and I, I have it at home. So yep. I did that, and Tim Hortons is always a go-to and a good. You know, it's a never a fail. Tim's so. is good. I went through Tim Hortons the other day. It's always good. It is always good. I like to get the shot of espresso. Yeah. Although I did get a shot of espresso from Tim Hortons like around three o'clock in the afternoon one day. Probably a good yeah. move. Yeah. I was I was like wide awake till like one o'clock in the morning. So that I I drink so much coffee that that stuff does not affect me. It doesn't, especially right now with my living room and the situation that it, it is been every night. Hot. Yeah. Steamy with wood stove going. So I got a story to tell you about this guy here sitting oh, across here from go. me. This guy, our, our, we, our, him and I share not an office, but we are in the same area. And so there's only one Our control. heaters are linked, yes. Our heaters, are, our heat is linked. And I have and the it's control. And his control in his office, and he controls it. And so what he does, since he's been running his uh, wood stove since the middle of July. And, Not true. Uh, okay, and it's like 89 in there. Even your wife said it was hot, and she's always cold. And she's always cold. Yeah, and so she said it's really hot in there. I think it's cozy. I know you do. So now, if anything under 80 degrees, this man is freezing. <laughs> so I walk into my office, and it's like I'm like it's like I'm standing down in Jamaica. It is hot, steamy. It is crazy. So I, I said, bro, it is so hot in here. He's like, well, I was chilly when I came in. Okay. To my credit, your office heats a whole lot quicker and a whole lot better than mine does. I have a tiny heater. Like it's – I don't know if it's proportionate to our size right. or what, but right. my heater is shorter than yours, I think. You have two. I think that's what it is. You have two heaters. I have one. Right. So – you have the thermostat too, and that kills me, man. Well, and, me. and if your door's shut, then your office heats quicker too. And my heat, the thermostat keeps working because it's like, oh, it's not warm enough yet. When they made that huge room into two offices and a hallway, they didn't think that went through too much with that heat, did they? No, but at least I got the control. At least you got that. I don't. Yeah. But. but no, you're right. I I have been like these mornings have been like I love this weather. I I love to hunt in this weather, and I love fall. It's like, oh, it's chilly, but I'm used to being very cozy and warm in the evenings. Yeah, sitting so there watching cozy baseball. and warm in the office too. And uh, it's um, it is kind of fun though uh, when you uh, you know, you come in here and it's you know, it's not hot. I, I don't like it when it's hot, but if when I come in and you have beat me here <laughs> and you got it all cranked up and it's a little warmer, that's kind of nice because I have come in here first and it's freezing in there. Right. Yes. Well, like, you're Ugh. yeah because. I don't know that your window is fully sealed, so no. it lets some cold, cooler air in. No, it snows in that window and everything else. Right. You're like, Mr. Mr. Uh, Scrooge, <laughs> can I please have another, another piece of coal? <laughs> right. <laughs> oh, goodness. So, um, yeah, it's a little different today, recording on a Thursday and releasing this on Monday. But mm-hmm. we're doing that because I'm actually out of town this yep. uh, this week. And um, as, uh, as of uh, today, uh, Brandon has not... Sp- already preached but when you listen to this he has preached yesterday yep and so um i'm looking forward to actually hearing that and um on sunday i'll i'll be watching it on home church yeah i'm looking forward to it good this has been one of those ones where i like i'm not even sure that i i've been fully done with a sermon as quick as i was this one like is really as far in advance because i was done last week and normally i'm like you know tuesday wednesday 
working on sermon, making sure that things are ready to go for the worship, whoever's right. leading. Um, that was pretty easy this time mm-hmm. because my dad is, is going to be leading worship Sunday. So I'm excited about that. The great they're, Donnie Chenault. The great Donnie Chenault. So they're coming up tomorrow or tonight, Thursday night. And uh, dad and I are going to hit the woods some and do a little bit of hunting Friday, Saturday. It's going to rain all day tomorrow. Or part of the day, but it's like... Which you're talking two days ago. Right, exactly. It's going to be like a 98% chance of rain, though. My mind is so jumped up right Right? now. Right? And so, you know, mom and dad are coming up. We're excited to spend some time with them and get get into the woods and do some hunting with with dad as well. And then he's leading Worship Sunday, and and I'm going to be preaching. Looking forward to that as well. That'll be really good, and I'm sure that things went well yesterday. Right, um, exactly. uh, They were great. Yeah, you did an awesome job. Thank you very much. Thanks. (laughs) But no, I mean, I know you've been, uh, you, when you came up with that, I thought that was a really good thing. I thought it fit really well with, um, you know, within the series of where the rubber meets the road because, you know, we've been talking about so many, uh, you know, things that have, you know, that we need to talk about. And the whole thing with, uh, when we went through TikTok and the whole thing when we've gone through with where the rubber meets the road is literally to prepare the people of God. I, I really have felt like that we, we have to be prepared for what's coming. And I think that um, so right. often, so often in our lives, we we want a life of ease. We want a life of comfort. And, you know, it's so easy to thank God when things are comfortable and easy and we're not being attacked. And, exactly. And, but when we when we go through the slightest um, discomfort, mm-hmm. it's like, oh, God, where are you? Well, God's the same place he's always been. Right. And um, I hope and pray that throughout the last, basically since August of last year, um, that people have, you know, I know that I've, and that wasn't my intention of, you know, getting people irritated and mad and getting honked off and, right. you know, dinging me. And I mean, I had some people really that just leveled down on me, man, really hard. And, and that's fine. I'm I sorry. Mean, that's, um, it's nothing. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You were the worst, but, right. um, but I, um, I, I, it wasn't for that intention. It was for the intention of preparing us for where we, we needed to go. And I know some of the things that, that we talked about, uh, has been difficult, but mm-hmm. God's word has one message in, the world has another message. Exactly. God wants us to live a certain way and the world is telling you this is the way to live. Right. God's way never changes. The world's always changes. Constantly. Yeah. And so that's why, you know, not being funny or anything, I feel like that we literally are in an alternate alternative right. reality right. because um, you know, what was even I mean literally what 10 years ago Think how far we've come right. in 10 oh, years. It's crazy. It's just been, you know, and, I, and I'll just say it. I mean, um, Barack Obama did so much damage to the this country and to this mm-hmm. world just be, being inept. And, you know, it probably wasn't even inept. Those things have to be on purpose. Oh, exactly. I, I think even with Joe Biden, those things are on purpose. They're, they're directive. And it's uh, my take on it is that it's an onslaught against God. Right. All those things are godless agendas, mm-hmm. and they will lead you straight to the bowels of hell. Right. And um, so what you're going to talk about Sunday and what people listened to yesterday right. as they're listening to this is – I think phenomenal. Yeah. I think it's a, I think it's a, um, it's, it, it's another, how would you say this? It's another, like, prophecy and another promise of God mm-hmm. being fulfilled. Exactly. And, and, you know, I think it's sad, too, that we have to go through something like what we've been through for us as Christ followers to take a step back and to say, how, how is my soul? You know, and because that's, that's essentially what, you know, what we're looking at. Right. Am I, am I spiritually alive? Am I spiritually thriving Mm -hmm. in God? Or am I a spiritual valley of dry bones? Right. And, you know, I I think as you look at Ezekiel 37 and, and God is prophesying through Ezekiel to the nation of Israel. Right. Saying, look, this is you. This is you right now. And there have been, this has been good for me because I have taken a look at my life and it's mm-hmm. like there are times even recently where it's like, man, I am a I'm a valley of dry bones right now. Right. And it's in those moments that I, I realize that, you know, it's kind of like you talked about, you know, God, where are you? You know, you feel farther away from God. You feel like you're not close to him. You're not making good decisions. Right. You you maybe have sin in your life that is unrepentant sin or whatever, mm-hmm. and it's nothing that God did. It's because you have 
turned away. You're mm-hmm. not in the word. Mm-hmm. You're not spending time praying. Mm-hmm. Um, and so as I was, I was actually listening to my Bible app because I was trying to catch up from where I'd okay. been sick. I'd got behind and, and I'm just a transparent moment right now. A lot of those times when I was listening to those chapters and stuff, it was just kind of like in one ear and out the other. I've heard it before and Mm -hmm. and everything. And that's a shame that we do that. It is. I hate that. I hate that about myself. But for some reason, I I really believe that the Holy Spirit just kind of gripped me when I started listening to Ezekiel 37. And it actually gave me chills. And I'm like, man, that's us. Mm -hmm. That's us. Not us as a nation. Mm -hmm. Not us as, as even a church, but us individually as Christians. And I think it can be. It, it yes, it is us as a nation. Right. It is us as the church universal. And I'm going to talk about that. You know, we can associate what's you know what's going on and everything in our nation and say, man, we're spiritually dead. We're a valley mm-hmm. of dry bones. But it's like, okay, I want to look at it a little bit more. Let's look at it under my a little bit more glass. pinpointed, a little more pinpointed. Okay, toward toward you, me, right? You the know, Christian community. Let's look at the church universal. Mm-hmm. Yes, this applies to us. And I think the church universal has become weak mm-hmm. and. The church universal is mm-hmm. a valley of dry bones, can be. Right. But let's look a little bit closer. Right. Let's look at RCC, Richwood Church of Christ. Now you're getting personal. Now, now. you're getting personal. Right. You know, I think there have definitely been times, if we're honest as a church, where we can look back and say, yeah, we were a valley of dry bones in that season. Mm-hmm. I, I'm excited because I, you and I have talked. I think right now God is doing something amazing in this mm-hmm. body. And and I think that right now we are spiritually alive, mm-hmm. and God is breathing fresh new breath mm-hmm. into mm-hmm. us, and and the bones are joining together, and the it's forming you know flesh and tendons and ligaments on it, and and right. God is ready just to you know to do something great. I mean, I, I don't think He's ready; He's been ready, but He is doing something great in RCC. But it's like, okay, well, let's take a a little closer look at it. Let's look at Craig Brads. Okay, let's now, look you, at, now you just went to meddling, bro. Right? right? Let's look at Brandon Chenault. Yeah, let. If we want RCC to be spiritually alive, if we want the church universal to be spiritually alive, if we want the United States of America to be spiritually alive, we can pray for those things. Right. But unless we start that process in ourselves, Mm -hmm. it's not going to reach those other areas. Well, I I found a quote uh, yesterday because I had you send me your notes so I could at least be a little bit intelligent about talking about this and not listening. This is good. I might use it. Yeah. Sunday. Well, you might. Uh, might you don't have any yesterday. quotes. And uh, a guy by the name of Alan Watts, and I think he's from, you know, kind of way back in the day. Uh, Alan Watts. Related to Watts that wrote, wasn't it Watts that wrote, was that Amazing Grace? Maybe. But here's his quote. Watts okay? wrote his quote says this. To be, alive spirit, to, be a, to be alive spiritually, man must have union with God and must, and must be conscious of it. Apart from this union, his religious life will be an empty drudgery, a mere imitation of true spirituality. For sure. And what do you think about that quote? That's good. I think it's a good quote because I think we as a Christian community, as a Christ follower, me, I don't know about you, but I know me, I have had that spiritual emptiness to where it was just me mm-hmm. and not God. And I loved it because to be... To be alive spiritually, man must have union with God. It means we have yes. to have a connection with God. It means that we have to be walking yeah. with God. It means that we have to be so in tune with God. It's a relationship yeah. to God. It's a relationship. It's like you and your wife and me yeah. and my wife or your kids. You can say, hey, I have a wife, Allie, but if you never talk to her and you live three miles from her and you have no association with her, that's an empty relationship. I mean, right. that's not a... That's not a relationship that um, means anything, and yes. I think a lot of times as a follower of Christ, that's what we get into. We have a we we just come to church. It's a religious experience, but it's not a godly, internal, right. spiritual movement. And so we are dry. We are we are so dry. And when you look at that whole thing, uh, the the Valley of Dry Bones. Correct me if I'm wrong, but this is more than dead. Mm-hmm. I mean, you're you're more than dead at this point. Yeah. Your bones are so dry. dry that's like if they're... you touched them and try to pick it up, you're disintegrating. So there's nothing left. Yeah. I mean, there's literally nothing yeah. left in these bones whatsoever. Yeah. So you know, sometimes your your bones can carry what DNA and all that stuff for yeah. for years. But I, the way I picture the Valley of Dry Bones, it's almost like dust at this right. point. There's nothing left. When I and you know, I look at that and and I love the question that God asks Ezekiel um, in Ezekiel 37. You know, he says, can these bones live again? Right. 
And, and I'm glad that Ezekiel was there in that moment because if it would have been me in my humanness, mm-hmm. I would have looked at God and been like, uh, no, they're dead. Right. They're long gone. But Ezekiel, in his wisdom, looks at God and says, well, only you know the answer to that. Right. And then I love it because God uses Ezekiel to – God could have very easily said, okay, watch this, Ezekiel. Bones. Bring – go together. Right. You know, bones. Come to life. Right. You know, God could have right. very easily, but he didn't. He right. wanted to use Ezekiel. And that's what I'm talking about when I say, you know, we can pray for the Church Universal. We can pray for Richwood Church of Christ. We can pray for the United States of America. Right. But God wants to use us. God wants to breathe life into us so that we can then, in turn, breathe life into those exactly. other areas of our lives. Um, and you talking about that having unity with God is exactly really my first point. You know, I, I'm going to ask the question. Or I asked the question yesterday. This is weird. It's did you park the DeLorean outside? Um, yeah, it's yeah, and Doc is out there waiting for us. Okay, so, perfect. Yeah. Uh, but you know, I asked the question: Am I spiritually alive, or am I a spiritual valley of dry bones? And that, I think, as a a Christ follower, that's a question we have to ask ourselves way more often than we do. We have to keep check on this because I think we can go through seasons where it's like, okay, I'm I'm dead right now. Right. Spiritually, I'm I'm a heap of dry bones. Right. Um, and so with that, you know, you it's like, okay, well, that's a great question, but how do I know? How do I know if I'm spiritually alive or spiritually dead? Right. And so you answer that question with another question. Am I connected to the vine? Right. And you talk about having unity with God. Am I connected to the vine? Kind of goes back to that quote I just read by Alan Watts. Yeah. I mean, it's um, it, 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 it it's an intentional it's an intentional part on my part to stay connected to God. Yes. Not his to me. He's already, I mean, he's, he's, he's right there. He's right there. It's, it's, it's me who, who yeah. drifts. It's me who wanders mm-hmm. away. It's me who turns my back. And so I think those, those two questions, when, when you asked them yesterday, right. um, I think those are good because, you know, am I spiritually alive or am I, am I a spiritual valley of dry bones? And, um, and I think that if I'm honest with you on that first question, I, I would like to say that I'm spiritually alive, but you know what? Not always, not always am I spiritually 100% alive. Right. And, um, and, and I don't know, I know sometimes we get hoodwinked and we don't realize what's going on, but I think if you really are walking with God every single day and you're in tune with mm-hmm. God and the Holy Spirit speaks to you, you're going to know eventually. It's going to, it's not going to take you too terribly long to know that you're dry. Exactly. And I think that if you're, if you don't know you're dry, then I don't know how you were connected to God in the first place. Right. It's kind of like, you know, I think for me, you know, I'm a man, so are you? You wear tights, bro. Anyway, go. Okay, that that was one night. Mm -hmm. Anyways, but you wore tights. (laughs) But you know, I I think that I try to act like I'm good, right? You know, it's like where I was going with that part of being a man. You know, men are always accused of going somewhere, and you know, it's like, well, honey, are you lost? No, I know exactly where I'm going, right? And, And you know that. You have no idea where you're going. Um, it's a little different nowadays with cell phones and, and right. GPS on your phone and everything. But used to be, it's like, oh no, I know where I'm going. I know exactly where I'm at. I'm, I'm here. Right, right. right. <laughs> I'm where I'm at. Um, but I think I do that with my spiritual life too. It's like, I'm right. like, oh no, I'm, I'm fine. When, when deep down in my heart, I know that I'm not connected to the vine. Oh yeah, right. 100%. And, and I think, uh, you know, as you get into, um, as you're talking about that, and as you uh, talked yesterday, and although I haven't seen it yet, um, you get into the uh, John chapter 15 verses one through eight. Yeah, and um, you know this is a very good um, passage of scripture because this is really where <laughs> the rubber meets the road. Um, you know, when you're talking about Valley of Dry Bones, am I connected to the vine? How do I not, you know? Be dry, and I love um, I love um, John fifteen because um, you have listed um, is that uh, I am the I am the true grapevine, and my Father is the gardener, and He cuts off every branch of mine that does not produce fruit, and mm-hmm. He prunes the branches that do bear fruit, so they will produce even more. So, if you look at that verse, there's a ton in that first verse. Yes. You could almost have a sermon series exactly in that first verse, like four weeks, because He's going to cut you down. He's gonna, he's gonna discard you because you are hampering what is taking place. And guess what? Even if you are growing and even if you 
are maturing, he's still going to prune you. Exactly. And pruning is not easy. It's not. Pruning is hard. Pruning is not uh, comfortable. And then you go on to verse 3. He says, you've already been pruned and purified by the message I have given you. Remain in me, and I will remain in you. For a branch cannot produce fruit if it's if it's severed from the vine, and you cannot be fruitful hmm. unless you remain in me. So if you're not attached to Christ, yeah. I don't know where you where you go from there. Right. And you are just a dead branch waving in the wind, and um, you cannot be fruitful, he says. I'm stealing your thunder, I know. So. No, you're good. He says, yet that I am the vine and you are the branches, and those who remain in me and I in them will produce much fruit. For apart from me, you can do nothing. Anyone who does not remain in me is thrown away like a useless branch and withers. Mm. Such branches are gathered into a pile and burned. Now, we know he's not talking about literal fruit trees in, and you know, down at the Blackberry and, Farm. Right. He's literally talking about us. He's mm-hmm. talking about spiritually, yep. here's what's going to happen to you. I think of all the passages of in the Bible, this has to be in my top ten yeah. of convicting every time I read it. And right. partially why I'm reading it to you right now is because I, I need to hear it again because I haven't read mm-hmm. it in a while. And right. I think the last time I read it is when you and I were down in Kentucky with Mike. Right. Alan, remember he brought yep. that up? Yep. Yeah. So he goes on to say, but if you remain in me and my words remain in you, you may ask for anything that you want, it'll be granted. Now, that's not like, hey, uh, I'm going to ask God for a new <laughs> Escalade or I'm going to ask God for this. So he's talking right. about it. It's, it's your will's match with God's will. So you're right. going to get exactly what, what you want. So if you're, if you're, if your will is matched with God and you're praying about this nation or you're praying for your friends or you're praying for a relative or a husband, a child or a wife or whatever, that's God's will too. Right. So it's going to happen. So then he goes on in uh, the last verse 8. He says, when you produce much fruit, you are my true disciples. Mm. And this last line, and this brings me great joy. This brings great joy, glory to the Father. Yeah. So that um, that's a big one right there, man. When you produce much fruit... You are my true disciples. Yeah. So how do you know if you're a disciple of Christ? If you're producing fruit. Are you? I mean, literally, anybody listening today, are you actually producing fruit in your life? This is how you know if you're a true disciple of Jesus Christ. This is not me or Brandon calling anybody out. This is you calling yourself out. Yeah. So if you're not producing the fruit of Jesus Christ and you're not producing fruit with the people around you, literally, you're not his disciple. Right. I mean, that's a hard pill to swallow. Exactly. Think about that. And maybe you're thinking, okay, well, well, that's great, but what does that look like? Well, guess what? Paul lays it out in Galatians chapter 5, verses 22 through 23. And this is a verse that we, or a couple verses, that we read so often that I don't want people to miss the validity in it. You know, it's the fruit of the Spirit. And they label it wrong. And they label it wrong because they call it the fruits of the Spirit. Right, so it's like they picture this big bag of fruit, and they're like, oh, I'm going to take a little bit of this, a little bit of that, and I'm, I don't want that I don't today. want that, right. No, it's one God big, is saying, look, huge fruit. this is, you should be producing every aspect of this. Now, understand, right. you know, gentleness, gentleness may come easier to you and not to me, or right. patience may come easier to somebody else but not to either one of right. us because I think you and I both probably struggle with patience. Oh, right? yeah, 100%. And, um, and so... Paul says in Galatians chapter 5, verse 22, but the Holy Spirit produces this kind of fruit in our lives. And I love that because if you're connected to the vine, if you are a disciple of Jesus and you're baptized in, into him, then what are you going to receive? The gift of the Holy Spirit. Mm-hmm. And so it says the Holy Spirit produces this kind of fruit in our lives. Love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. There is no law against these things. So if you, you're sitting there and you're thinking, okay, well, am I connected to the vine? Am I connected to Jesus? Right. Well, are you producing these things? Are you joyful? Even in the moments where it's tough to find joy, right. are you able to find joy? Exactly. That doesn't mean that exactly. your life is great. It doesn't mean that things no. are going smooth. No. Do you have peace? Right. When the world feels like it's crumbling around you, crazy around are you. you able to be peaceful still and to know that, you know what, this sucks right now, but God is in control and God is on his throne? And how hard is that, though? Seriously, I mean, that's it really is. hard. I mean, and, and you and I were just talking about this part of the podcast, how we can get off track so easy. Somebody can make a comment to us or right. and we're and off track. Yeah. We're, 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 and here's where, here's where the um, 
sorry for the pun, where the rubber meets the road. And I say that in the in, in my sermon. So. Well, good. So, but this is where it comes in. It is like we have got to stop listening to the lies of Satan. Right. We got to stop it. Yep. I, I know who I am. I know what I was. I know what I can be. But I know what I am with Jesus it Christ. Who I, I am what He wants Christ. me to be, right. and I know what I'm supposed to do. Does that mean that I don't that that I'm that I'm a perfect person? Absolutely not. I I am not a perfect person at all. What at all? Does that mean that I I sin? Yeah, I mm-hmm. sin. Does that mean that I don't? Deliberately sin? Yeah, sometimes, sometimes I do. Yeah. I hate that about myself. Mm-hmm. And so, um, but what that truly, truly means is that I have to stop listening to what Satan is whispering in my ear and believing that. Exactly. And, um, I got to literally believe more in the power of God's word and what he tells me about me right. than anything else. A person, a president, a boss, a spouse, a child, anything, whatever, I have to believe what God Amen. Wants me yep. to hear from him. And so when you get into being connected to the vine and you go into the fruit of the spirit, mm-hmm. not fruits, right. but um, you go into that. This is um, this is where I think the maturity level and the growth level of of a Christian, say for myself, for you, right. comes and in, kicks into play. Yep. It's one thing to say, yes, I realize I have been a sinner and I need my sins forgiven and, and I need the righteousness of Jesus Christ and I believe with all my heart that Jesus died and rose from the grave, period, in the discussion. Awesome. Mm-hmm. Now what happens from there? Well, you know, Second Corinthians 5.17, if anybody's in Christ, it's a new creation, right? The old is the gone, old is gone, gone and the new is come. So now, we, now we're, we're moving toward that relationship to Christ and now I'm... I have to be connected to the vine. Yeah. It's one thing to make the decision. I don't want to just stand and drip dry on the baptistry steps forever and ever and ever. Amen. Right. I need to be connected to the vine. So part of being connected to the vine is Galatians 5, and 23 that you just read. And I'm telling you what, the fruit of the spirit, I'm not sure if I have it all yet. Right. Oh, I'm absolutely. not sure if I have every aspect of that. Right. And that, that disappoints me. And I've mm-hmm. been doing this a long time and been a Christian mm-hmm. for a long time. And that, and that's the thing. It's a process we've talked before about, right. you know, I don't try to, I don't use you as my guide. Right. I don't try to be more like Craig. Craig doesn't try to, I mean, you could probably try to be more like me, but you know, you don't. I could, I'd have to uh, wear tights and, um, and but be anyway, shorter <laughs> you know, or yoga pants, whatever you wear. I don't Exactly. But our goal is Jesus is our guide. You know, and I love that song we sing more like Jesus, you know, exactly. We strive to be more like Jesus every single day. Right. You know, and tomorrow I I don't try to be better than I was, but I try to be more like Jesus. Right. And if I'm being more like Jesus, then I'm gonna be better than I was. Oh, um, 100%. and 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 we and that's the great thing. We have God's word to tell us what that looks like. Well, first of all, it looks like what we just read in Galatians five twenty two. Mm-hmm. You know, and that other aspect of well, how do how do I know if I'm connected to the vine? Right. You know, I'm producing fruit, and you know, I'm I'm in the word. You know, you can't know what it means to be a Christ follower if you're not reading mm-hmm. what God says it means exactly. to be a Christ follower. Exactly. You know, I love that aspect of Ezekiel where he, you know, like I said, God could have very easily done it himself. Right. God could have made the dry bones, you know, form back together and not be dry and have muscles and tendiments. Right. Tendiments. It's like timbits. Um, timbits. <laughs> muscles and, and timbits. Bones and timbits. Nasty. <laughs> um, but he could have, you know, had all of that and flesh formed on him and God could have, you know, breathed the breath into him. But right, no, right. Listen to what he says to Ezekiel 30, in Ezekiel 37 verses 4 and 5. Then he said to me, Speak a prophetic message to these bones and say, dry bones, listen to the word of the Lord. Right. This is what the sovereign Lord says. The word of God is so important. Exactly. 100%. And we cannot, we, we cannot remove that from our lives. We have to be intentional of, of being in it. And, and allowing God's word to speak to us. And we've talked about that. The word, oh, yeah. you know, it's alive and active and it's mm-hmm. going to speak to us in different ways. You know, mm-hmm. we're reading through the Bible with the Bible recap again mm-hmm. this year. And there have been times where Allie and I've been reading and it's like, I don't remember reading that like that mm-hmm. last year. It's amazing how, how you can read the same thing like you just said and it totally hits you a different way. Right. That's awesome. Yeah. And, and, and the verse you just read, I, what I love about that verse is what you just kind of uh, went off on a little bit. But it's like, listen to the word of the Lord. This is what the sovereign Lord says. Yeah. It's like a double 
Here's exactly. what's going on. Pay attention. And he mentions that Boom. a few times. That 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 phrase is mentioned at least twice. Yep. Twice of listen to what the, you know. This is what the sovereign Lord says. Right. You know. And then I love the correlation of the word that we get from John. Right. In John one one, in the beginning was well that was the NIV. I'm reading it from the NLT. It says in the beginning the word already existed. The word was with God, and the word was mm-hmm. God. Mm-hmm. And he was talking about Jesus. Exactly. And so if we want to grow in our relationship with, with God, we have to be connected to the vine. We have to mm-hmm. be connected to Jesus. Mm-hmm. Um, and we grow from there. I, I've been, um, I've been, I've been really thinking about this for, um, well, I, I can't be, I don't even know, a couple months now, just about, like when I'm by myself, I'm driving or I've got time to myself, I'm walking or whatever, exercising. I, I will think about kind of some of the things that we've been going through and right. how, um, we have been thrown off track, but how I see people who've been thrown off track starting to gradually come back mm-hmm. on track. But then those who did not gradually come back on track seem to be going further right off track. And, um, you know, as I think about being connected to to Jesus Christ, I don't know how you make it in this world without being connected to Jesus Christ. Absolutely. Because we all get off track, all of us. Mm-hmm. I, I don't care how great you were or are. Mm-hmm. You know, you could have been Billy Grandmother Teresa, whoever, whoever them could be your grandmother who's the most sainted person on the face of the planet. Right. They all get off track. And if they're honest with you, they will tell you that. And so... But that's where being connected to the vine, being connected to Christ, mm-hmm. having the Holy Spirit in me, that is your correction. That, that, you don't stray far, but those people who stray and keep straying, my question is this, were they ever connected? Were they ever really connected right. to the right. vine? Did they ever really believe? Right. So it's really hard sometimes to, and I, I hate to be that judge, but <clears throat> I think sometimes by your own actions in your life, you, you, You've yeah. already judged yourself. And, and that's tough because, you know, you, again, you're known by your fruit. Mm-hmm. And, and you, eventually that fruit is going to come to life. And and so, you know, I think that you do have to take a step back and and, and a, you have to look and, and ask yourself personally, you know, am I producing mm-hmm. the Galatians fruit in my life? Right. You know, do I have peace? Mm-hmm. Do I have joy? Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I agree because with what you said about, you know, those, there's some who are drifting farther away. Mm-hmm. Were they even connected in the first place? Mm-hmm. We, and I, when I say we, I mean, Christians are very good at wearing masks. We're good at going through the motions. Exactly. I'm guilty of that sometimes of putting a mask on or tights. Um, no, I'm just kidding. Mm. Um, that's exactly what I was thinking. Right. But you said I know. It. I so. saw it in your eyes. But no, I, I've put masks on before, but we can't, you know, we can't continue to wear those masks. We have to be right. honest with ourselves. We have to be honest with God and say, okay, God, I'm giving this to you. You know, help me get through this. Mm-hmm. Help me get back on track. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and sadly, like you said, there are a lot of people that are just continuing to drift farther away, and mm-hmm. I don't know that they were really there exactly. where they thought they were, where they pretended to be in the first place. Right. So I have a question to ask you. Um, I'm looking at your notes for mm-hmm. Sunday, which was yesterday. Which was yesterday. You have all hope is not lost. Right. What is that? Is that a point or is that so just that's, a that's saying? Kind of the, that's kind of do? the final thing that I, I'm, I'm wanting to talk about. Okay. okay. As, as I was, so as I, as I listened to Ezekiel 37, okay. it literally gave me goosebumps. And I'm like, that's us. And it's like, that's our nation. But then I was convicted. Okay. But that's me. Right. That's me personally. And um, I think there are a lot of people right now that feel like all hope is lost. You know, you look at things that are going on around us. Right. You look at the things that are taking place, and it's like, man, there is no hope in this world. Right. But then I I took and and I I read over Ezekiel 37 multiple times. And I placed myself in Ezekiel's shoes. Right. And thankful again, thankful Ezekiel is much holier than I am. And right. much more wise. Um, but I I read back through that. Ezekiel 37, verses 1 through 3. Okay. The Lord took hold of me, and I was carried away by the Spirit of the Lord to a valley filled with bones. 
He led me all around among the bones that covered the valley floor. God didn't want him just to see the bones. Mm-hmm. He took him. He he wanted him to see the state of these bones. Exactly. Like, he, like they're dead, the, dead. they're dead, dead. Yeah. They're dry. Like you exactly. said earlier, if you touch them, they're going to disintegrate. Yeah, like, like He wanted to see the state that they were in. So he led him all around the valley. They were scattered everywhere across the ground and were completely dried out. And then in verse 3, he says, Then he asked me, Son of man, can these bones become living people again? Now, I'm going to pause right there before I read Ezekiel's response because I put myself in Ezekiel's place as I'm reading that. And if I would have been in Ezekiel's place and God would have asked me, you know, he, he led me around, he showed me these bones, and then he would have asked me, Brandon, can these bones become living people again? Mm-hmm. I'd have looked at him and been like, are you crazy? Do you see these? You just showed me them. They're dead. Mm-hmm. God, what God is saying to the nation of Israel at this point, but what I believe that God is saying to you and to me and to everybody who's listening to this podcast to our churches, to Richwood Church of Christ, to our nation. Mm-hmm. All hope is not lost. Mm-hmm. It may appear right. that all hope is lost and that these bones are deader than a doornail. They're done. Right. But God's saying all hope is not lost. Mm-hmm. And now I'm going to use you to breathe fresh life into these bones. Mm-hmm. And that's exactly what God is wanting to do. He wants it to start in us individually and move into our churches like wildfire and move from our churches to the church universal and into our nation. Mm-hmm. And and God wants us to know that all hope is not lost. Right. And God told that, you know, to to the uh, the nation of Israel, Ezekiel 37, 11 through 14. And this is what what he closes that section with. Then he said to me, son of man, these bones represent the people of Israel. They are saying we have become old, dry bones. All hope is gone. Our nation is finished. Therefore, prophesy to them and say, this is what the sovereign Lord says. There it is again. Mm-hmm. Oh, my people, I will open your graves of exile and cause you to rise again. Then I will bring you back to the land of Israel. When this happens, oh, my people, you will know that I am the Lord. I will put my spirit in you and you will live again and return home to your own land. Then you will know that I, the Lord, have spoken. And I have done what I what I said. Yes, the Lord has spoken. And I think that's absolutely, I love that passage of Scripture. And, mm-hmm. and we know this is a prophetic message, and it also applies for not just the prophetic message, but what we're talking about today. Right. And um, and I love I love to listen to a man by the name of Greg Laurie. Yep. And so I, I was, when you sent me your notes yesterday, and he did, because I haven't, as of today, I, I have not heard the sermon yet, so I had to get a little bit of uh, brush up yeah. insight on where he was coming from. But Greg Laurie said this, and I and I wanted to share this because I thought this was absolutely good. Because again, I may use it. Someday. Right, we're talking about we're talking about um, you know what God with anything that God gives in prophecy means there's a prophetic message for it, but there's also a prophetic message for us individually exactly. as a church. So here's what Greg Laurie said about that passage you just read he says god is effectively saying that these are his people coming back to their land again when israel became a nation on may 14 1948 the prophetic time clock started to tick she is at the eye of the hurricane of the end of times and this Mm. is crazy yeah end of times he says she occupies center stage in god's drama of the ages as my friend Joel Rosenberg says, Jerusalem is the epicenter of the world's events. God predicted this long ago, and we see it playing out right before our very eyes. Mm-hmm. So here's what's happening. We're seeing God work right now in the prophetic message in Ezekiel for Jerusalem, and literally it's coming down right before our very eyes. And right. we're also seeing God's message for his church through this passage of Ezekiel and that prophetic message dripping into our personal lives and Absolutely. into our churches. So I, I thought that was a um, – I hope you don't mind me using that because I thought no, that was great. an awesome, yeah, awesome quote because um, I just love the um, – I love that. I love the prophetic message and then mm-hmm. what God, what is the take? God, why is that story in there? Well, right. we know why that story's in there. He, God can do anything. Yeah. So all hope is not lost. Exactly. Hope is yeah. not lost. And then the last thing that I really talked about here, um, 
is the fact that we have a a purpose. What is the purpose through all of this? And as you read through there, you you see a couple of times. Um, let's see here. When this happens, verse 13, when this happens, oh, my people, this is God speaking, you will know that I am the Lord. And then down in verse 14, he says, then you will know that I, the Lord, have spoken and I have done what I said. Yes, the Lord has spoken. And so in everything that we do, I just want to, as I close on Sunday, I'm going to be reminding us that in everything that we do, our purpose is to shine the light back to God. Mm-hmm. It's to give God the glory. Mm-hmm. You know, so people may know that he is the Lord. Mm-hmm. We do things and we we could take credit for him, mm-hmm. but honestly, we couldn't do them without God. And right. so when we do something and people acknowledge that, hey, mm-hmm. all glory to God. Exactly. God is the one that allowed that to happen. Exactly. God is the one that, you know, brought my marriage back together. God mm-hmm. is the one that repaired that mm-hmm. relationship. God is the one that brought me out of that darkness of sin in my life. God is the one. Right. You know, and that's what... He's yeah. speaking to Ezekiel here of, hey, this is going to happen, and when it does, it's to give me glory. It's to point back to me. And that's the whole point of the whole life yep. in Christ, to give God glory, yep. where we take the credit and you, you, you have to send it back to him. Exactly. And, and, and I really uh, – here's, here's the thing I've come to believe, and this leads me to a, a verse that you have that's going to be – you're going to share Sunday, is that we always look at things from a human perspective or at least – I have a tendency to do that sometimes where you look at things from a human perspective of like that can't be accomplished. Right. That cannot be done. There's no way possible that that can happen. Right. Maybe. Maybe. But I truly believe that no matter what we think, God is so much bigger than that. You have down, um, it's Luke 18, 27, a very familiar passage. Mm -hmm. It says, what is impossible for people? is possible with God. And I believe, you know, you have right. a Ezekiel, you know, looking at this valley of dry bones and I don't really know what that looks like, but I'm I'm assuming that there's quite a bit of dead bones yes. right there. And it's not a good picture. I mean, you we've all seen movies and you're going to show video. Yeah. Uh you showed a video yesterday. Yes, did I you did. know that? Yeah, okay. I did. But um we And it, we, it's, it does a very good job of depicting what I think Exactly. it probably looked like. Exactly. And so you you have that and it looks virtually impossible. Like there is no way that this is ever going to happen. Right. And you look at the world and you look at, you know, what's coming down from the high levels of this land and you look at our personal lives. Mm-hmm. You're like, this is impossible. But is it? Right. Nothing is impossible with God. Right. I believe that. Yeah. Do you, does, do you, does right. everybody else? Because right. I do believe that. Yeah. And here's the thing. I'm always shocked when something doesn't happen. Right. Sometimes I'm shocked when it does happen, but I'm, but usually I'm like, I, I don't understand why that, right. why that happened right. that way. Why did that happen that way? Yeah. And so, yeah, it's, um, it, it's one of those things that, um, you know, God does, God can make a way. And I, and I love the, I love the word, the word picture here in Ezekiel. Yeah. I mean, it's such a, it's a prophetic message, but it's also a great picture for you and me today. And yeah, it's, exactly. It's for me, for me personally. Right. Yeah, I've got a few verses there too as as I close um just talking about that idea of, you know, pointing back to God. Yeah. And and knowing that, you know, n- nothing is impossible with God and when something happens it's all because of God. You know, for a couple years we've been reading as a congregation out loud and we haven't done it in a in a while. No, we haven't. You're making me you're making me look bad. Making now, you look you? bad. So we're gonna read it um That's yesterday. So on Sunday. Um Thank and you for doing that yesterday. I you're appreciate welcome. that. <laughs> but Matthew chapter twenty eight, and this is our mission. This is how important are these verses? The very last right. thing that Jesus said after he was resurrected from the dead, the very last thing that he said to his di- disciples before um before he went up into heaven. Jesus came to his disciples and told them. I have been given all authority in heaven and on earth. Therefore, go and make disciples of all the nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Teach these new disciples to obey all the commands I have given you, and be sure of this, I am with you always, even to the end of the age. Our mission is to be known by God, Mm -hmm. and that's first. We have to take care of us Mm -hmm. first, because if we don't, then we can't... Right. You know, we have no message to tell. No message 
and the missions um is is um definitely you know not going to happen exactly so we our first goal is to be known by him right and then to make him known mm-hmm. and to make disciples to teach them to baptize them mm-hmm. um Ezekiel thirty seven fourteen. I will put my spirit in you, and you will live again. Return home to your own land. Then you will know that I, the Lord, have spoken, and I have done what I have said. Yes, the Lord has spoken. Philippians three seventeen through eighteen. I love this. I love what Paul is saying here to the church in Philippi. He says, "Dear brothers and sisters, pattern your lives after mine, and learn from those who follow our example. For I have told you often before, and I say it again with tears in my eyes, that there are many." whose conduct shows they are really enemies of the cross of Christ. Mm. What does what does our conduct show? Mm-hmm. What does our reaction to things mm-hmm. show? What do the words that we speak show? I mean, I can't think of anything worse than being an enemy of the cross. Of the cross. Oh, yeah. my goodness. Yeah. Um, and I, I love what Paul's saying here. He's not saying, you know, hey, be like me because I'm a good guy. Mm-hmm. No, he's saying pattern your life after me because guess what? I'm patterning my life, life after, after Christ. Christ. So. I love the backtrack just for a second, yep. just for yep. a split second. Well, you read a passage from Ezekiel 30, I think, 7 through mm-hmm. 14, where he says, I will put my spirit in you mm-hmm. and you will live again. I've never done this, but I would like to go through the entire Bible and see how many times God has said, I'm going to give you my, my spirit. spirit, even in the Old Testament. Mm-hmm. My spirit, yep. my spirit is with you. Yeah. Um, there is a... I bet it's more times than what you think. What we realize, yeah. Because I, uh, like, I'm not shocked by that. I mean, I've read that before, but you just, when you read that, I'm like, there we are again, yeah. talking about the Spirit, the Spirit of God, the yeah. Spirit of God, which is absolutely awesome. Yep. So yeah, I'm, I'm 100%, uh, think that talking about this is a, uh, is a very, uh, apt mm-hmm. thing for us in 2021. It goes right well with the, uh, with the series. And I, and I believe with all my heart, God's going to use the, that message yeah. and he's going to use that to, you know, there's going to be somebody that needs to hear that. Yep. And probably me as I'm watching it on home church. Right. So yeah. Well, Although, and, and it really is. Go ahead. Um, you never know exactly. How God moves, absolutely. And the good, the beauty of that is, is that you and I don't even we we prepare, yeah. But yet we're not prepared because if God, God's Spirit is actually talking while we're up mm-hmm. front, yep. Because how many times have you know you or I've been up front and like I'll speak the first hour and then the second hour somebody be like I was in both uh, services and you were kind of different came on out different, yeah, yeah, exactly. So there is. God's spirit is always moving, yep. and I love that because yep. God knows exactly what each person needs right. and what each hour needs. Right. I love that. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I'm excited about it, and, and it really is where the rubber meets the road for it us is. because we have to – more often than we we do now, like for me personally, I'm going to be honest, way more often than I do now, I need to assess this in my life. It's like, okay, where am I mm. on my spiritual level? Am I dry? Am I dead? Or am I spiritually alive? Mm-hmm. So, exactly. So it's going to be good stuff. It already is good stuff. It is good stuff. Yeah, good stuff, and um, it's uh, going to be uh, exciting. So, um, so uh, thank you guys for uh, for just hanging in there. Mm-hmm. Um, and I know you guys were enjoyed yesterday. Yeah, and um, hopefully Brandon didn't wear his tights yesterday morning. I'm not planning on it. You're wearing them in the evening, correct? Right. Yeah. So. So if uh, you guys see me, tell me actually how he looked in those things. Grab a snapshot of him and send it to me. Oh, great. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, that's that's going to be exciting. Man Last tights. night was trunk or treat. Johnny Cash is the man in black, cool, awesome, rugged, manly. Brandon Schmalt, the man in tights. That was Robin Hood, wasn't it? <laughs> that was is Kevin it? Costner. Actually, Man in yoga pants. Right. Man in, I'm the man in yoga pants. They're running pants. Okay. They've got spots for your phone. Bro, yoga pants do too. I'm just trying to justify. Okay. You know? I don't think there's any justification for that. Yeah, man. I know. I, yeah. I won't live it down. Yeah. Um, sometime, maybe the beginning of next year, you can recapture your man card. I'll pay, maybe give it back to you. Right. <laughs> it's like playing Monopoly. Can I go past Go and collect $200 yeah, right. in my man card? <laughs> yeah. I hope so. Well, I, um, I know we've got, um, you know, a few things coming up. Um, um, we'll go ahead and talk about next Sunday. Um, next Sunday is the seventh, correct? Yep. And, um, so make sure before you go to bed on, uh, Saturday night to set your clocks back one hour. The beauty of setting your clocks back one hour is means that the following week it's going to start getting dark at 4.30 right. in the evening. That's, 
disturbing. I always stay up an extra hour anyways. I can get an extra hour of sleep, so I end up staying up later. Yeah, that doesn't really happen that way, does it? No. Um, but yeah, there's always that because uh, I just think uh, the time change is just crazy. It is. Me, so. It is. As a hunter, I hate it because that means yeah. I have to get up even earlier exactly. to get to the tree stand before daylight. So We have the uh, Thanksgiving meal giveaway, the Thanksgiving outreach coming up. And, um, that's just a, an exciting thing. You know, we talked about the blessing box and how much right. of, uh, of a blessing that's been to so many people. Right. And, um, and through that, we've revived a, a ministry that, that had mm-hmm. taken place there a few years ago for quite a few years of just providing Thanksgiving meals to those who may be less fortunate, mm-hmm. who may, um, struggle financially to, to be able to provide that for their families. And so, you know, if you are listening and you know someone mm-hmm. um, who could benefit from that, send them over to richwood.church forward slash outreach. There's a link on the, the homepage. If they just go to richwood.church, they can click on the link there to, to sign up for that Thanksgiving meal. Right. And there are just different ways that, that you can serve. That is the 21st, correct? It is. You're the right. The 21st. 21st. Um, it's going to be taking place that afternoon, and so they're looking for people to help pack boxes after church on that day. Mm-hmm. Um, they're looking for financial um, donations as well. It's going to take about $30 per box to be able to provide a meal for, for a family. And you can either drop those off you know, when you drop your um, offering off in the safe on Sundays and just earmark that on, in the memo, mm-hmm. um, Thanksgiving meal outreach or Thanksgiving meal. And um, you can also just drop that by the church if you'd like to stop by during business hours, Monday through Thursday, 9 a.m. to 3 p.m. Um, here at the church. Um, or you can also pray, and that's probably the biggest thing, mm-hmm. is just pray that, that God will use this to what we just talked about, right. to honor his name, to bring glory to him, to shine that light for him. Exactly. And then we've mentioned uh, several times the uh, Women's Conference Cafe. Mm-hmm. Chocolat. Chocolat. Saturday, November the 13th, I think it's 8.30 to 4.30, $10 donation is requested at the time that you register. If you haven't registered and you still would like to go, ladies, you can register at richwood.church forward slash women. I got it, right? Got it. Need infer- inf- more information, you can call the church office and uh, we'll, we'll get you set on the right direction. Also, um, we have a Young at Heart mystery dinner coming up. I know we talked about that last time. Mm-hmm. You're doing it? I am helping cook. Oh, my that's going to be wonderful. You've experienced my cooking. I have, is there German chocolate cake involved? No. Could there? I haven't read because, you know, it's associated with the Bible story. So I've not read a Bible story that talks about German chocolate okay, so cake. So what you don't know. Is that what Jesus used for communion? No, not communion. Okay. I heard, this is what I heard, when God shut the door to the ark, that there was enough German chocolate cake for the entire duration. So I don't know. I've made that icing. I, is that what Noah used as the pitch to, to exactly. help seal it? That's what so, like when they afloat. were done, they just got off and they started eating the right. icing. You know, that's what. But anyway, Young at Heart Mystery Dinner Saturday, November twentieth, five p.m. Um, told there's going to be like this mystery dinner. I won't pry and try to get what get it out of you, but based on the Bible, I guess. So if you need more information or you would like to sign up, if you haven't already, fifty five and over, you can sign up at rccyah at gmail dot com. So just rcc email yep yep exactly or you can talk to glenn and lisa smith when you see their see them on sunday or contact them um directly if you would like and then yeah i know where you're going where december the 5th is that where you're going december the 5th so that's a sunday we will officially that morning kick off oh hear the angels voices our sermon series for the month of december and we're gonna get a little christmas fluff maybe Mm. Maybe, maybe, maybe. I don't know. Yeah. And then that that evening, my wife wants Christmas. Fluff. Exactly. That evening at six p.m., we're going to have a Christmas night of worship, and I am I'm looking forward to that. I'm Me too. It's going to be nice to have you and Josh Groban on the same stage. I, he's excited to come in. And I, then uh, Michael Bublé and I are closing out. I heard Willie Nelson. You, yeah, him, you're doing him Blue too. Christmas. So. <laughs> I don't have a blue Christmas. <laughs> Willie's you. like eighty nine, but something like and that. And Porky Pig too. Yeah, he's blue. 
Yeah, that's going to be fun. Hope you guys come out for that, and um, that'll be a good night and just a good night of praise and worship. And I mean, what a great, uh, what a great way to get you uh, into where we need to be, our hearts yeah. and stuff. Because yeah. so many, so much junk taking place in this world, and the message of the world is so distraught and oppressive. Um, but man, God is not that way. No. Nope. So man, you can worship and lift Him up. Amazing what God does yep. through through the power of worship. As so well. much to celebrate. Yep. And then it seems like there's something else we're forgetting. Oh, Operation Christmas Child. That's right. And that is? November 14th. Okay. And they're going to um, actually, the the children are going to pack that, Club 252, during the second service, mm-hmm. um, during Club 252. And so they're more than likely going to get all the boxes packed um, while we're in Big People Church. But families are invited to join. Everyone is invited to join afterwards just to help finish up if there's any loose ends that need finished up. That'll and be good. It's always a great time. But you can um, stop by the Welcome Center or you can get on Samaritan's Purse website, um, Operation Christmas Child's website, for a list of items to buy. And that is going to be for um, boys and girls ages Five to nine. Five to nine. You're five, right. to nine. five to nine. Yep. Um, and so we're looking for donations, um, things that will fit in, in the shoebox. And um, yeah, you can donate that. And we've got donation bins here at the church. We do. For that, out in the Welcome Center. We do. And um, so that'll be that'll be really good. A lot of, a lot of stuff going on right now. And a lot of stuff. A lot of good stuff. And looking forward to that. And then um, our Christmas series, which you've already mentioned. And then I can't believe we're, I can't believe it's. It's close. Yeah, I can't believe we're getting ready to start the month of November. It's been a quick year. I mean, with we're like four weeks away from Thanksgiving. Yep. That's a good holiday. I, so much good food. It is good food. I smoked a turkey last year. Probably wow. trying to do that again. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I'm all about my food, man. Come on. Yeah, you are. Well, it's been fun. I'm glad we were able to do this. It I has hope been you fun. guys are having a great Monday. Yeah. Um, even though we're doing this on a Thursday, I hope you're having a great Monday, a great start to your week. And as always, we always really appreciate you guys um, hanging in there with us. Those of you who are regular listeners, and we've got them all over mm-hmm. in many states. And we're so happy that you guys just tune in. And also, if you uh, would like to share this with somebody, please do that and um, get them to listen to us. If the, we have podcast listeners and uh, if you haven't already subscribed, go ahead and subscribe and like it and forward it on to somebody else. And we're, we, we do enjoy doing this. Yep. And what is this episode? Like 30? Episode 28. 28. Yep. We would have been like 32. I don't know if what happened. Somebody wouldn't have got sick. Yeah. Somebody Sorry got about sick. that. Yeah. And you got sick and you're wearing tights now. So it's been a good time for you. <laughs> very transitional. <laughs> very transitional. <laughs> Excited to see what's going to happen over the next few months. <laughs> uh, 2022. Here we go. <laughs> Right. <laughs> yeah. Well, hey, thanks again. As long as you don't frolic with your right. If you frolic, I'm gonna have to take you down. Okay. Okay. All right. I I promise I won't. Okay. Well, thanks for listening. We hope you have a great rest of your day from wherever and whenever you're listening. Thank you, Craig, for joining me. Oh, my pleasure. Yeah. Go Braves. Go Astros. Oh, gee. All right. Have a great day. See ya.